Welcome back. Um, this week's episode of the Garden of Confidence, where we're always talking all things confidence. I'm really excited. My guest this week is Maureen. Um, and I think you're really going to, personally, anything that I've read about Maureen or since I've met her and had the chance to chat with her, she's really, really inspiring. Um, her story is really one of resilience. And our team today is all about the confidence to change Um so Maureen, I know you've loads of things that you're going to help our listeners along with. So you're very welcome here today. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, it's very good. And um, I suppose, so even if we maybe go back a few years ago, you were a school teacher. That was your profession for 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know um, you were diagnosed with, now hopefully I'm going to say this correctly, Maya Maya. Is that correct how I say it? Or Moya Moya. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it's Moya Moya. Yeah. So it, it's just quite a rare disease. Um, I guess I had been unwell but struggling for about five years before I was diagnosed. So like things like losing weight and my skin kind of going a funny colour and, um, oh, yeah, I was I had sort of severe migraines and I would go and get scans and then I started to lose the power all down my right side literally from my head all the way down to my toes so mm. and then my hands would start to tremble sort of intermittently it would the episodes wouldn't last very long um but yeah all of that was happening I was in and out of doctors for about five years I was actually in a stroke clinic they couldn't find anything wrong. Um, so, yeah, it all came to a bit of a head. I was in the classroom one day. My kids were young at this time. I, like, during those five years, I had children. Um, and then I was teaching. And actually, I had taken a year off because I actually thought I was losing my mind. I was actually going insane. I just wow. didn't know what was happening. And then I went back to work. I was in the classroom and I got a call from my doctor saying, you need to get yourself straight to Beaumont Hospital. There's some anomaly. So that was that. I went, myself and my husband went to Beaumont A&E. And then it felt like within a bit, they must have done another brain scan, but they basically came and said, you have this thing called Moya Moya. It... Uh, it restricts the flow of oxygen to the brain. So I had 50% blockages. So that's why I was losing weight. And that's why my wow. skin was going a funny color. And that's why I was losing the power down my right side. So, yeah. So, well, and that had gone so, on for I mean, five years. Five years, yeah. Now, it wasn't for lack of trying to figure yeah, out what yeah. was going on. I just knew something was wrong. But no one could tell me what the problem was. Um, so maybe it's the fact that it was a rare disease made it a yeah. little harder to diagnose, you know. Um, and then the diagnosis wasn't. To, like, um, yeah, so the diagnosis sorry. didn't stop there. Then you went on and you were, the only um, cure was an operation, yes? Yeah, so because Moya Moya is a degenerative disease, it needs to be treated, and the only treatment okay. is um, brain surgery. So I underwent that 
well, basically when I was in A&E, they kept me in. So I, I was there for a week before I had my brain surgery. But um, they described it as being like a ticking time bomb. So I was having these little mini strokes. Um, okay. So it was all very surreal. But it's strange. In a, in a way, I was, I was really relieved to know what it was. Because if you know what it is, then you know what, that you have a, a, like a path of action. You sort of yeah. know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, so, you can, you can um, see what to do. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, undergoing brain surgery is quite scary. Because um, my mum studied psychology and I was, um, I've always been quite interested and would have been yeah. quite aware of things that can go wrong with brain surgery. Like I was afraid of losing my personality, my personality changing. Oh, I can't and even then, imagine. I can't even imagine how scary that must have been. And then um, I know then when you went through the surgery, you had to learn to read and write and speak again afterwards. Yeah. yeah. That's so the surgery, incredible. I mean, the, doctor, <laughs> the doctors had said, oh, you know, there's a chance of stroke, but they really sort of played it down. Yeah. But I think the problem was yeah. that my body was so depleted and the surgery took like nearly nine hours. So I think it didn't quite go according to plan. So I ended up suffering a stroke during the operation. So when I woke up in intensive care, which I was obviously extremely delighted to wake up, uh, I just discovered that I couldn't speak. So there was a lot of like smiling and trying to gesture and sort of yeah. to reassure my family that, you know, because you can't speak, but you're trying to say, it's me, you know, I'm the same person. I feel the same, you know, but you just don't have the words. It's, it's okay. To say it. Yeah, you can't express it. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that in itself is is incredible. Um, and I know, um, you know, you've gone on even now, I suppose you didn't go back to teaching. You completely no. changed your career. Yeah, I think I think when well, anyway, for me, I mean, I can I can only share my story. I can't talk about anyone else. But I. I spent a month in Bowman and I. I did uh, regain my speech gradually. Yeah. Um, but I think when you have all that time to sit and think and wait, you sort of realise that what it is you want to do. So I pretty much knew instantly I was not going to go back to teaching. Um, you know, I did love it and I loved the kids. I didn't particularly love working in that those uh, restraints or in that system. But okay. I knew it was my chance to do something because I was always torn between I don't know whether I was torn between sort of the academic side of things and the creative side so it was kind of like my chance to do it to, to do go it. for something creative now I'm making and I simple. mean with everything going on because I mean you've just come through huge surgery you're on now a journey to learn to speak again to read to write you know like they are huge things to overcome as well yeah. and then to also decide you're going to change career because it is you know like there's plenty of us that decide you know after being in a certain career or that we do want to change it and that is a huge shift in itself to change yeah. that career but yeah. to do it while you were trying to overcome everything else how did you get the you know we can say confidence resilience 
energy is one thing that screams at me. You know, how did you get that to push through and go, okay, this is what I'm going to do? Um, I think, I think, um, I don't know, for me anyway, I guess I probably always was a little bit of a, a sort of a fighter and I'm not one to sort of sit around, you know. Um, and then I had all the motivation in the world that I needed. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old and I had a life to live. Um, yeah. And it's not really in my nature to sit back. So I didn't even give it a second thought. Um, so I just had a job to do and I just thought I have to get on with it. I mean, Amazing. it was a two and a half year journey to learn to read and write again. And I don't mean to sound like it's, oh, you know, it was fine. It was difficult. But yeah. like I said, I had all the motivation in the world I needed. And I wanted to live my life. And I just had this renewed sense of, right, life's for living and let's just get on with it. I That's I an amazing attitude. I just have to just make sure that my... um. I don't want to choose one second. Yeah, yeah, no problem. But uh, but even while you're gone, I've comments coming in through as well now. Um, hi, Samantha, saying you're inspiring. You're so amazing, which is 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 true. And you smile throughout it all. Like it was, it was such a you know traumatic event, such a life changing event. And um, yet everything as you're talking about it, you're just smiling. So I could just <laughs> and tell me then when you went to dress for success. Um, yeah. Like, was it nervous signing up for it because it was something completely different? Or how did that feel? Um, am I supposed to say I was nervous? No, I really wanted it. Um, Amazing. Because, like I said, when you have all that time to think, you then think, what do I really want? And I, I you know, I was always really into fashion. And I, I love to observe people and shape and colors um and style I find it really interesting how people present themselves to the world and what they choose to put on them every day so I thought um dress for success would be a, a lovely way to be able to kind of give back to people it was I was vol volunteering but also to get a sense of what it was like and from day one, I absolutely loved it. And the people in Dress for Success were amazing. The team was fantastic. I loved, I mean, I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I loved seeing the confidence that, you know, the women would come in and they'd fill out a form and their size and all that and what they wanted. Um, and then we would bring them back into the boutique and show them a few pieces and they'd say, oh, no, maybe not a dress. I'm not really a dress person. But yeah. then you put them in a dress and they think, oh, and they look at themselves and they think, actually, you know, that does kind of work. I, I look good and I feel good. And that's half the battle when you are going back into the workforce. Um, so I just really loved that side of things. Um, but no, I wasn't. And it gave them so much back. Yeah, it gave them so much yeah. back too, because like you said, it is... Um, it, you know, it can be nerve-wracking going back into the workplace, and especially if you feel that you don't look the part of your if if that's more consuming you. Um, whereas if you can, yeah, you know, get that in place and you know get some help with that, then all you're thinking about yeah. is is your job, what you're actually there to do. It yeah. takes a lot of pressure off them as well. Yeah. And then that led you 
on to set up your own business then from Dress for Success as well. Yeah. So I was there probably a couple of weeks and I thought, oh my God, I love this. So um, I slowly started to um, to set up Instagram. Instagram was new to me. So yeah. my husband uh, very patiently helped me, you know, to figure it out. And then obviously um, uh, Facebook. And then after a while, I set up my website and I joined some network meet, networking groups. And literally just slowly through word of mouth, um, because I'm not really a techie kind of person at all. I mean, I love style and I love clothes. And I love people, but I'm not really a techie person. So that was challenging. But little by little, it started to come together. So I think I'm in my third year now. Um, and then I, at the start, I started to work with women because I was more comfortable because I know women. And then I yeah. branched out into styling. Um, yeah, and it just, it just took off. So it's not this massive empire. I'm not like, you know, for me, four clients a week is kind of where I want to be. Um, but I really enjoy it. It doesn't even feel like work. Um, and I think my rates are kind of reasonable enough. I want it to be something that the average person can access. Uh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm not somebody with tons of cash. It's just I'm a normal person and I like nice things and I just think it's important for it to be accessible. And then with yeah. the Misha colors as well, because everywhere I look, I see the colors. They're absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I love following your Instagram account. And we will we'll go into some details maybe in a bit of the website and stuff. Um, but I think for at the moment, with us all on Zoom calls, um, who knew? I think we're all sick of the word Zoom a year later. But they are, they're just gorgeous. I mean, you have one on you now, which is gorgeous. Um, they're just really a nice thing to do I suppose if you want to kind of just transition from because we're at home and we are we're looking after our kids we're looking after you know pets everything and um, but we don't want to keep getting changed out of our clothes all of the time you know to go from kind of yeah. onto a call yeah. and I think they are a great way to dress up a call so what gave you the idea for them because Laura's at the same here stunning they're stunning work they really are what gave you the yeah, idea then you. for the colors <laughs> um well I, I do a lot of talks I give a lot of talks to on presenting on as on zoom and I found myself on zoom and obviously it's it's a, a very different medium for people and the focus is all from here down so it's kind mm-hmm. of can be quite intense and then all about the facial the facial expressions and you know it is very personal in a strange way but then I was thinking god you know we're probably all in our pajamas from the bottom from the waist <laughs> down and our flip-flops or our, our slippers or whatever. But I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to have some way to bring a bit of colour and style and a little bit of intrigue to the screen in a simple way? You know, you don't need to have tons of clothes. You know, you can wear this top with, and just change the colour. It's like an, an accessory. I do love accessories. So I just thought that was basically... So it was basically born in covid Back in November last year, and I started to think about it, and I, I approached a woman. I'm, I mean, I can't feel three of my fingers, so I'm not the, I'm the designer, but I'm not the maker. 
because okay. because of that. So I approached a, a woman, and uh, so I basically choose the fabric, make the design, and she creates them. So it's kind of a joint effort, and then and then we were getting such great reaction, um, and then again that just took off too. So yeah, so it's a uh, yeah. So that was November. So now I have a website dedicated to Misha Collars. And that's going from strength to strength. And then I think it's probably a bit of just good time because the collars thing, even though they've been around from, since the 18th century in different forms, they seem yeah. to have just really taken this last year. So I think I've been lucky with the timing. Yeah, I, maybe, I don't know. We make our own luck sometimes, don't we? To be honest, it's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I think it's, yeah. you know, it, it's part um it's seeing the opportunity and going with it. There's sometimes that we can see a great idea and think this would work. Um, but then it's kind of shifting that actual gear really to go into the next step and actually really do it, isn't it? So and yeah. like so you said you've always kind of been um a goer. And was there any time when you were changing into your career that you kind of felt nervous at all and said, Oh God, you know. I've been a teacher for 16 years. I knew that I was comfortable there. You know, sometimes we do like the comfort zone. Um, I'm sure there was questions yeah. at the very start when you moved into your career that you weren't 100% sure how to answer or, you know, and did, of course. how did you overcome any of that? Of course. I mean, massive moments of like, who am I fooling? Like, who do you think, who do you are? You think you can be a stylist or you can start your fashion, you know, brand. But you know what? Like, unless you go for things, you just don't know. So me personally, they weren't like massive investments financially. You can start something little by little. Obviously, at some point, you do need to make some investment because, yeah. to, you know, to create your website or to get the product out there and all that. But... I think if you feel strongly enough about something and you test it out a little bit, at some point you just kind of have to go with it, don't you? Like, you know, I think you're never too old Definitely. or too sick or too whatever to try something new. If you don't put yourself out there, if you don't try, you'll never know. I mean, I don't want to make it all say, like, I'm in this amazing land where everything's just happens and it's all so easy it's not I mean I have moments where I'm just literally like who am I fooling and god this is so hard and moments of complete frustration because I mm -hmm. miss being able to read I am like a blind person you know I look at text and I have to go oh I can read and write but slowly and I use my technology for the blind and just the craft and just having the uh, conviction I guess and the will. It's I've no words to say back to you because I'm just listening to you and going, it is. But it I'm is not amazing. This amazing person. It's not that I'm amazing because people say you're so amazing. I'm not. It's just about what you, how you decide, what you decide is important for you. Yeah. And it's. I think it is about the conviction and about. We all have a choice. I know we all have financial constraints it's, you can't just chuck in your job and, but it's just over time you weigh things up if somebody keeps coming back to you 
I mean, obviously, I had a stroke. I had a serious thing to make me a life-changing moment. Now, it's, it's a shame that we have to get to that point. Would I have had the, the courage to do it without it? I don't know, but I think I was kind of getting there. I knew teaching was never going to be my end step. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have all it the is, answers. I just can talk about my journey, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, but it is, it's 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 like you said, it's having the conviction. And I suppose, um, and I'm not sure if Sam is still on, but she'll agree as well. You know, it's, it's about having the conviction, also meeting the right people. I think surrounding yourself with the right people really helps um, yeah. because there yeah. is, you know, I know personally, I lean on my network an awful lot. And that might be my family, my friends. It could be Wynn. Um, I think having that around you certainly helps. Um, but it is, it's having that yeah. conviction. It's, But it, you don't, like you said, you know, it, it's in us all to be able to, um, if we have a passion, if we're in a job and we want to change it, but it's taken those steps. Nobody is ever going to knock on the door and say to us here, no. you know, we've you set it all up for you and you just go in and, you know, it, yeah. it's ready for you. So I agree with you. It is, yeah. it is, it's, it's hard. Um, but the rewards the rewards are good. I mean, you can see even as you're talking about everything that you're doing, you know, you can see the smile on your face. You can see the passion that you have for it, you know. And as you said, it just isn't yeah. work anymore. Um, well, and then where, I mean, you know we, yourself. That, I mean, you have your own journey. We all do. So, I mean, look at what you It done. is. Yeah. No, and, and it is. Um, and I suppose that's what I'm always trying to say to people is it, it's not you, you don't actually even reinvent yourself. That's not really it. You just, you know, you're doing something else that you like and it doesn't mean giving up your job. You know, like you said, you can do it bit by bit. You can do it in the evenings um, until it gets to a scale that you are ready to jump yeah. and make that plunge, you know. Um, and for the colours, because I, I know there's going to be people that are going to watch and want to get their own colour. Mishacolors.com. Is that the right for the yeah. website? Mission okay, is the Irish word. I'm an Irish speaker. So that's where, oh, you know, Mission. Okay. So it's handy that it works. Some people say Misa or Misa Collars. But anyway, so it's M I S E collars.com. So I said it right. I'm impressed that I actually yeah, said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on your Instagram as well, it did, because that's where I follow you, is over on Instagram and I love seeing um your customers are putting up different pictures of themselves wearing the collars and um, obviously you've gorgeous pictures of of you wearing the collars is that the best place then for people to follow and see all the different styles yeah, so yeah on Instagram it's Misha Collars underscore Dublin so yeah because sometimes on that I do some I run some little deals um so it's kind of worth keeping keeping an eye on that one too yeah and Laura has just said today it's her birthday happy birthday Laura um so it's going to be a present to herself and you have to send us a picture then Laura after you get it and you're wearing it on the calls Um, and then DM me because I will give Laura a special discount on her birthday if she likes so there you go DM me Laura if you like (laughs) perfect there you go um and then I suppose I always ask our guests if they could just leave one bit of parting advice you know, just one kind of last little bit of advice for anybody, I suppose. And if we look at anybody looking to maybe change or take that first step, what would be your parting bit of advice to share? Well, I guess 
apart from the obvious, go with your instinct. But if you're not sure, I mean, I think maybe asking somebody that you really trust and ask them to be honest with you, to even something simple like, how would you describe me? What do you, what would you see as my personality? What do you see as my strengths and weaknesses? I do think it's important to trust both of those because they can inform your next moves. You want to make sure that you're using the parts of you that are that you know you're strong at, as opposed to parts that you might struggle with. But doing mm-hmm. something that you love and that you know you're good at makes the whole thing a lot a lot easier because you're not fooling anyone that way. You're genuine. Um, you you don't have to bluff because you're loving. You actually love it. So I think just be and- be true to yourself. I know that sounds cliched. It, you know, but it, it it doesn't because it is really the case. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's not being yeah. said from a place that it's just easy to say. You're saying it from your experience. You're saying it from, you know, that you are being true yeah. to yourself now and you can see the difference that that brings. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. loved, loved chatting yeah. with you. I have to say I've loved chatting with you. Oh, I know you say too. that you're not amazing, but you are amazing. <laughs> so... But um, that's brilliant. Uh, thank you so much for having us on. And I think Laura is going to be delighted now to get <clears throat> her special collar. I can't wait to see the pictures. Um, yes. And for anybody, like I said, definitely follow Maureen on Instagram because I love, love um, seeing all the different colors and seeing all the different styles. Amazing. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You're so welcome.